All right, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Clutch Talk. Um, you know, we're switching it up a little bit right here. Um, I was supposed to have a guest for this next episode, but, um, you know, things just didn't work out. So we're going to have it in the next episode. But I figured, you know, if I keep waiting on people to be the guests, um, they're going to put out these episodes. So um, this is going to be episode five, but we're starting to put these out on with this TikTok platform and just kind of grow it over there. Um, you know, just trying something new, but we're still going to post it on YouTube, still going to post it on Spotify podcasts, uh, Apple podcasts, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, really. So um, with that being said, uh, before we continue, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, uh, and whatever platform you guys are using. And yeah, let's get right to it. So today we are going to talk about this thing that's in the news right now, which is um, the Pope agreeing to uh, or approving to bless same-sex marriages and so I thought this was just an interesting topic because you know I grew up Catholic and so for me now I'm a non-denominational Christian if I had to label myself I don't really like that label um, I just kind of call myself a follower of Jesus of Nazareth because that's who we truly are in a sense when we're Christians you know uh, but I did grow up Catholic, and so I still have family who are Catholic. I have friends who are Catholics. And, you know, this is not a, a bash to Catholics because I'm not going to say that they're all evil people. You know, there's, I always say this, there's always, there's Catholics who are going to heaven, who are saved, and there's uh, people who claim to be non-denominational Christians, evangelicals, whatever other denomination you can name of that are not really following Jesus, but just saying that they are. And so really God sees the heart, so... Um, yeah, but I just thought it was interesting because a couple people sent this to me, uh, via DM and uh, I've seen a lot of other, you know, creators post about this. I never, I didn't watch anyone else, um, comment about it or whatever, cause I didn't want to get influenced by it, but I just read the article. And so basically it's not that he's, uh, the church is saying, okay, now they're going to start wedding, um, same sex couples, you know, it's basically saying like, if they want to come to get a blessing, they can, you know, versus in the past, they weren't allowing that. And so in a sense, okay, so yeah, okay, it's good that they're still not allowing, you know, those couples to get married, because at the end of the day, the Bible says marriage is for a man and a woman only. Um, and then being, but getting a blessing from them, you know, it's hard to, like, you got to understand, like, or you got to think about, like, first, like, what is the blessing that they're asking for? Like, what is a blessing? Like, what are you asking a blessing from God for? Like, you know, you're going to the Pope or to the priest or whatever. Hey, can you bless us for this, for that, for that? And uh, I think a lot of times in this world, in this culture that we live in, is that we think of blessings as material things, you know, or things of this world like um, health, wealth, you know, family, happiness, uh, status, power, like all these, you know, which are good things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're not blessings from God, but God, you know, has deeper blessings for us, you know, or spiritual blessings in a sense, where I believe that if you guys are familiar with the fruits of the Spirit, I believe that those are the blessings of God that are, you know, more important than these things here on earth, because at the end of the day, these things on earth will perish, but those things, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, you know, that goes with you. So if you are, you know, joyful, peaceful, if you are, you know, patient, if you're kind, if you're, you know, gentle, like those things, you know, go, those things describe you as a person, you know, and so they affect you uh, on a deeper level. And so I believe those are the more important blessings 
And so, but most of the time, if you're asking for a blessing, like, I don't know, I haven't been to Catholic church in a while. Um, and so I can't even remember if, you, you know, for asking for blessings, like, can you bless me for this? Can you bless me for that? It's usually for worldly things. It's usually for, can you help me get this job? Can you help me with my family situation? Can you help me, you know, um, get this car that I really want? Whatever it is, you know, but I don't know. Rarely you're going to ask, uh, can you give me more peace? Can you give me more joy? Can you give me more patience? Can you give me more self-control? Can you give me, you know, these are things that can you make me more forgiving? Like these are things that I think we should, uh, I think, pray uh, more about, you know, and trust me, look, I'm guilty of this too. You know, I ask for a lot of things. I'm not saying you shouldn't ask God for these things, for blessings of other, like health, you know, material goods, if you need it, like, um, you know, but we know that Jesus says, if you seek the kingdom first, all these other things will be added onto you. And so, um, so yeah, I just want to put that out there right, uh, right away. Um, but the blessing, so that kind of confused me when I heard that. I was like, well, what blessings are you guys asking for anyway? But uh, just to go on in the, into the article, it says, so they're allowing these blessings, but they're not approving of the um, um, pretty much the same-sex marriage. You know, you can't, uh, you can't um, bless them during a ritual, during uh, and uh, like a, a wedding, rit- you know, ritual or whatever it is. Uh, I don't like the word ritual there, but I'm just gonna say it because that's in the article. Um, and there's there's this one that says being homo you know the Pope says this is being homosexual is not a crime, and I get that okay um, because I think a lot of times in the church we kind of focus in on the homosexuality like same sex couples whatever as like the worst sin you know like this but if you're in a heterosexual uh, relationship and you're fornicating like that's a sin like if you're masturbating uh, that's a sin like and so you know we're called you know not to judge, but to judge properly. And I know a lot of people are going to um, pull out that verse where it says, and I have it right here. Um, it's in Matthew 7. A lot of people, well, your Bible says uh, you shouldn't judge. So how come you guys are judging? And like, if you really read that, you got to keep reading. You know, you don't just pick and choose. You got to read in context. And so I'll read it for you guys. It's Matthew 7, verse 1. It starts off. It says, do not judge or you too will be judged. That's what people like to pick out, right? But then, then they... Uh, they don't go into the next things. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take out the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. Remember that word, hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So right there it says, Jesus starts off and saying, don't judge or you will be judged. For the same way you judge others, you're going to be judged in the same way. So, And then he goes on to say, why do you you know, judge the speck in your brother's eye, but then you got something else in your eye, a plank? You know. So it's pretty much saying, what I understand from it is this, that you know, say you're judging homosexuals, because this is the uh, topic we're on. You're judging homosexuals, saying, hey, you guys shouldn't do that. That's against God's law and like, his commands. You know, But you're in a heterosexual relationship that's, uh, you know, guys aren't married yet, you're having sex uh, with your with your girlfriend or boyfriend, whoever it is, you know, might be living together, you know, you might be doing all these other things. So you're in sexual immorality as well. And so for you to judge a, a homosexual couple is, is hypocritical, which is why I said, remember that word, hypocrite. You know, Jesus was harsh with those who were hypocrites. He doesn't like that. 
And so what does Jesus say? He doesn't say, okay, just let it be. No, he says, first, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So he says, first, you know, take care of that sin in your life. Like, you know, get that taken care of. Ask God to to uh, help you repent from it uh, truly, and then you'll be better able to help your brother or sister uh, to overcome, you know, that sin in their life. And so it's not that Jesus is telling us not to judge. Jesus is telling us how to judge. First, take care of that stuff in your life. And then after you do that, you'll be able to better help your brother or sister in Christ. Oh, yeah. And that's what I was going to go to is that, um, you know, this actually only goes towards um, fellow brothers and sisters who are claiming to be Christians. You know, if they claim to be Christian, but they're practicing these things, whether it's you know, homosexuality or fornication or whatever it is that's sexually immoral that the Bible condones, then yes, you have the right to judge them properly, but you do it in a loving and gracious and respectful way. You're not going to, you know, look down on them. No, you're going to do it with love. Jesus did that. If you come across someone who's not Christian and they're in, whether they're in a heterosexual uh, relationship, uh, fornicating or in a homosexual relationship, um, you can't really judge them because they don't know any better. You know, they're living in the world. They don't, they're not submitted to Christ. They haven't surrendered their life to Christ. And so uh, all you can do for, that, for those people is that you can love them. You can pray for them. You can uh, do your best to be in their lives. Um, you know, ask them questions and then wait for the moment that they ask you questions. Uh, like, because they'll see how you're living differently. And then when you do that, they're going to be like, dang, how can, you know, how, why are you so different? Like, why do you do this? You know, why do you do that? And then you can explain, you can tell them the gospel from there. And so, um, yeah, and so I think that's how you should approach it. I think there's even a verse in, uh, dang, in, um, in the New Testament letters, one of Paul's letters, I can't remember each one, and I forgot to research it. <laughs> so, uh, but he says, you can't judge the unbeliever for what they don't know, um, but you can judge the believer for what they do know, you know? Because um, at the end of the day, when, when judgment day comes, God will judge us for what we know, not what we don't know. And so, um, yeah, like I said, all you can do is love them, pray for them, and, um, you know, hope that one day they ask you a question and that um, from there you can explain the gospel. And, you know, the Holy Spirit will do the work. So you just got to, yeah, uh, keep loving them. Um, but I think I was going to go to something else here. Uh, let me see. But yeah, I think, no, I think that's it, actually. I'm not going to go into too much, um, you know, like, I just wanted to kind of cover that topic, you know, I'm not saying, I haven't, you know, I don't listen to the Pope or what he says, I don't submit to what he says, because at the end of the day, he's just a man, he is not a representative of God, I think we're all representatives of God, uh, of Jesus, if you're a Christian, you're a representative for him, you're an ambassador for him, and so, there's no one higher. There's no one lower. We're all uh, equal. We all have different roles, though. Like, we might have different gifts uh, to to show that, but we all have uh, a part to play. And so um, and so that's one thing why kind of turns me off on the Catholic Church is that they kind of put the Pope on a pedestal, whatever the Pope says. And, oh, that's the one thing I want to end it on this, is that there's a lot of Catholics who don't read their Bible. A lot of Catholics who don't read their Bible, and I know this because I was in the church and I never read the Bible unless I was in uh, religion class or Sunday school. That was the only time. You never read your Bible at home. And um, and so, but the priests, you know, the Pope, 
whoever's in, uh, leading the church, they read the Bible, you know. Um, and yeah, we will read it in like in service, like a couple verses here and there. Um, but you never really, you're never encouraged to read it on your own. At least that was my experience. I mean, bro, I'm not saying all Catholics are like this. And so um, with that being said, like I'm encouraging all you Christians out there, whether Catholic, Protestant, Evangelical, whatever denomination you are, read your Bible. You got to read the Word of God, um, especially um, because when you go to church, when you go to service, you got to make sure what the pastor, what the priest, what the preacher, whoever it is out there, the minister is saying lines up with the Word of God because we all have opinions and we all make mistakes. We all may have different interpretations. And so we got to make sure that what we're interpreting is the right interpretation of God's Word. And so that's where the Holy Spirit comes through because the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom uh, and knowledge when you read it and He will just reveal things to you. You know, I know this for a fact. Like I've read the Bible multiple times and I'll still learn something new every time. And I'll be like, damn, how did I miss that? And it's not that I missed it. It's that the Holy Spirit just didn't reveal it to me yet. And so that's why you got you to gotta spend time in the Word. You don't have to spend hours in a day. I mean, if you could, if you could and you can, you know, God bless you. But you just got to spend time in the Word. And when you do that, you're going to find out, okay, wait, no. That priest is saying something wrong, or that pastor is saying something wrong, or that doesn't line up with God's word. So, but we're called to kind of like keep each other accountable as Christians, and so, so yeah, that's where I want to end it. Is that you know, as Christians, uh, we got to read the Word of God. We got to spend time in His Word. Yeah, that way we're not going to be deceived by false prophets. We're going to know what Jesus said and what He meant, and then we get that discernment and that wisdom and that knowledge from the Holy Spirit. Um, who lives inside of us and so yeah i think i'm gonna end it right there so yeah i'm just gonna be praying for the pope i'm gonna be praying for my catholic uh brothers and sisters in christ especially those who don't spend time in the word because this may turn them off on a wrong path you know like they might like oh so i guess it is okay for you know homosexual uh, couples or whatever you know it may lead to a, a bad uh direction but for those catholics who do read the word uh, they're going to know that this is not, you know, okay. And so, um, but yeah, like I said, before we judge, let's get our own house in order and then we can uh, better help our, our neighbor, our brother and sister in Christ. So yeah, so that that's where we're going to end it. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, let's just pray for the Catholic Church. And let's pray for, let's really just pray for the whole world. You know, like we all need Jesus and the worse it gets out here, the closer Jesus is coming back. And so that's the good news about it. That's the hope that we have. And so, yeah, we're going to end it with that. But we're going to do something new today. It's something that I'm going to end every podcast with now. It's called Bible Trivia. Bible Trivia. And so we're going to have 10 questions. And that's why I wanted to have a guest here. Because it would have been nice to kind of compete with someone and see who does better. You know, just for fun. It's not like, oh, I'm better than you because I know. No, it's just Bible Trivia. And, um, yeah, that's why you got to read your word, but we're going to do Bible trivia. And this is something I'm going to do. We're going to ask 10 questions and something I do in basketball when I'm, uh, you know, working out when I do free throws, I try to make seven out of 10 free throws. If I don't, uh, I run suicides. And so we're going to do the same thing here. We're not going <laughs> to run suicides or anything like that, but I'm going to try to get at least seven out of 10, right? And if I don't for every, uh, like say I get six out of 10, then I got to read one extra chapter of my Bible reading and so on and so forth. So you guys ready? All right, I'm going to, 
I gotta load this up right here. Um, let's see, Bible trivia game. All right, and I'm on the BibleTrivia.com. We're using this, so ten questions. All right, we're gonna get it started right here. I'm gonna post the questions too. All right, um, which what epistle closes with the words? Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Galatians, Philippians, 2 Thessalonians, Ephesians. Oh, snack. Uh, I got to go with grace be with all. Love our Lord. I'm going to go with Galatians. That's my first instinct. Go with your first instinct. Oh, it's Ephesians. Ephesians is my next one. Okay. All right. Uh all right, how many sheep per day did it take to feed Solomon and all his household? Gosh, man, I'm not that well versed in the in the Old Testament too. Uh, dang, I'm gonna say, dang, how many sheep per day? Did all his, he had a lot of people in his household, so I'm just gonna go with seven seven. The choices are seven seventy, a thousand, a hundred, or forty. Uh. Oh, I went for 770. It was 100 because he had a lot of concubines. I thought he was taking care of all of them. Okay. Paul described Phoebe as a servant to what church? The church of Paphos, the church of Theatria, the church of Censeria, the church of Philippi. Phoebe. Dang, I'm about to get over three on this, dude. I think it's Paphos, though, to be honest. No, Theatria. It's Sinceria. I was wrong. Oh, my God. I got to get perfect now. <laughs> uh, hey, worst case scenario, I read more. Anyways, when Demas forsook Paul and, and Cretans went to Galatia and Titus unto Dalmatia, who alone remained with Paul? Barnabas, John Mark, Luke, or Silas? When Demas forsook Paul and Cretans went to Galatia and Titus unto Dalmatia, who alone remained with Paul? I'd like to say Barnabas, but I think it's Luke. No, Luke was always with him. Uh, I'm going to go, it's either Barnabas or Silas. We're going to go with Silas. It was Luke. I knew it, man. Luke wrote the, all right, I'm 0 for 4 here, guys. Lord have mercy. I got to read the Bible more. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Who prayed the following prayer? Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Elisha, neither or both. I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Elisha. Let's go. I probably got one right. Let's go. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Oh, oh my gosh. The choices are Matthew 5, 7, Ecclesiastes 3, 1, Joshua 24, 15, James 4, 11. We're going to go with Matthew 5, 7 because this is, you already know. Why can't you just start with this, man? Why can't you start with these questions? Dude? All right, we're going. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Second Corinthians twelve two, John fourteen six, Proverbs thirteen four, Psalms twenty nine twelve. All right, it's definitely not Second Corinthians and John fourteen six. I'm going between Proverbs and Psalms, and this sounds more like a proverb. So we're gonna go with Proverbs thirteen four, and there we go. We're, all right, we're racking up the wins, even though we're over. We started over four. We're coming back with a bang. How long did the Israelites eat manna? until they came to the promised land, while they wandered in the desert for 40 years, all of the above. I'm going to say all the above. Isn't it all the above? Lord have mercy. I'm going to click it. Yes, it's all the above. Woo! Dang. Okay, over four. Now we're four for four. All right, let's just end it. End it with a bang. Uh, they that are Christ have done what to the flesh? A, sowed it. 
circumcised it, eaten of it, crucified it. Oh, come on, y'all. Crucified it. Let's go. Let's go. Who was alive when the first wall was built around the city of Jerusalem? Samuel, Samson, Solomon, Saul. The first wall? Not, not Solomon. It's got to be Samson. Samson! Oh, it was Solomon. Dang it, bro. I need help. Lord have mercy. Five. Five out of ten, y'all. Five out of ten. And I definitely, I got to read two extra chapters today. And that's all good because, yeah, I'm going to get some extra word in. But dang, that was rough. That was rough, guys. And that was level one, yo. That was level one. Oh, my gosh. You know, and this just goes to show, man, no matter how much you think you know the Bible, there's so much more to learn about it. And um, I also got a bad short-term memory. And so I always forget things. And so, yeah, keep reading your Bible, guys, because stuff like this that really humbles you. And with that, that's the end of the Clutch Talk, uh, episode five. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, look forward to the next one. Um, hopefully, I'll have my guests there, and we'll be talking about more things. So, yep, God bless you all. Peace.